No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. The Bible tells us to fear the Lord and to love the Lord. Is there a balance between the two? Today we see where the people feared the Lord, but they were also commanded to love the Lord with all their hearts. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 5 on Simply the Bible. From the time that I was nine years old, I was raised by my mom and my stepdad. Now, my stepdad was a bricklayer, and he was large, and he had a very commanding voice. And before he would go to work, he would tell me everything he wanted me to get done while he was gone. And I did what most ordinary youngsters do. I procrastinated until the last possible moment. And then I would very furiously get my chores done before he came through the door. I was afraid what would happen if he came home and I had not done my chores. Now, was that healthy, that kind of fear? For me, it was, because if I didn't have it, I wouldn't have done my chores. Did I love my father? Yes, I did. Can love and fear coexist? I believe that they can. Whether we're talking about our relationship with our earthly father or our heavenly father. As Moses prepared the children of Israel to cross the Jordan River into the promised land, and he reminded them of when God first spoke to them on Mount Sinai and gave them the Ten Commandments in an audible voice. We pick it up in Deuteronomy 5.23. So it was when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness while the mountain was burning with fire that you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders. And you said, surely the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness. And we have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God speaks with man, yet he still lives. Now, therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more, then we shall die. For who is there of all flesh who has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire as we have and lived? You go near and hear all that the Lord our God may say and tell us all that the Lord our God says to you and we will hear and do it. Now, when they heard the voice of the Lord speaking, they could not help but be afraid. The voice of the Lord was no doubt awesome and brought fear to them because of its profound authority. The people thought that it was strange that they should actually hear the voice of the Lord and still live. And the combination of the fire on the mountain and the dreadful voice of God made the people think that they were going to die. It was more than they could stand. So they appointed Moses to represent them before the Lord. They wanted Moses to go and listen to the Lord and then report back to them what he said, and then they would do what the Lord said. Or at least that's what they said they would do. Verse 28, Then the Lord heard the voice of your words when you spoke to me. And the Lord said to me, 
I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken to you. They are right in all that they have spoken. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments, that it might go well with them and with their children forever. Go and say to them, return to your tents. But as for you, stand here by me, and I will speak to you all the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which you shall teach them, that they may observe them in the land which I am giving them to possess. The Lord told Moses that he heard the words that the people spoke to him. You know, sometimes we forget that. God is listening all the time. He hears whatever we say, but especially when we're talking about him. God said that the people were right in what they had said. Now, what did he mean by that? Well, after the golden calf incident, God came very close to consuming the people. He told Moses in Exodus 33:3, Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. God said he would consume them because of their stubborn disobedience. But Moses said, Lord, if you don't go with us, then we're not leaving this place. And the Lord agreed to go with them. But I think God was saying that the people were correct in that he would consume them if they had direct contact with him. Now, the Lord saw this reaction of the people as being positive. Because if the people had such a heart that would fear him, then they would keep his commandments and it would go well for them. See, that's God's heart for his people always, is that it might go well for them and that he can bless them. But God cannot bless people unless they keep his commandments. We have to keep ourselves in the place of his love so that he can pour out his love upon us. God wants his people to fear him so that he may bless them. The Lord agreed then to do what the people wanted and to speak to Moses the commandments so that he would in turn teach the people. Verse 32, therefore you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live and that it may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. You see, Moses said, you must be careful to do as the Lord has commanded you. It takes being careful to do what God says. Why is that? Because we have a nature that wants to do contrary to what God says. Just the other day, our two-year-old grandson came over and he kept messing with the television set. And his dad said, stop doing that. And he looked at him and he put his finger right on the buttons to go press it. And it was just like... He was thinking, how far can I do this before I get in trouble, you know? And that is just so typical with how we are. How much can we get away with and how much will God let us get away with, you see? So Moses said, listen, you need to be careful not to turn to the left, not to turn to the right, but to do what God has said so that it might go well with you, that you might live a long life, you might prolong your days. You see, obedience to the Lord's commandments leads to a long life. Chapter 6. 
Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. So the Lord wanted to bless his people. If they would keep his commandments, he could bless them, and they would live a long life, and they would multiply in this land of milk and honey in which God was bringing them. Verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Verse 4 begins with the Hebrew word Shema. It means to listen, yield, and obey. And it identifies these two verses, which form a confession of faith. And it is the centerpiece of the Jewish morning and evening prayer services. These two verses are known as the Shema. Now, when Jesus was asked what is the greatest commandment, this was what he pointed to. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And this is the greatest commandment. Verse 6, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So, God was sharing these words with Moses so that he could teach the people so that they could in turn teach their children. And the whole idea was that it would become just part of the natural fabric of their society, that the words would always be with them, that they would just naturally talk about them. But they were to diligently teach their children also. So there was the informal teaching of just talking about these things because they were important to them. But there was also the formal, diligent teaching of the scriptures so that in all these ways, the children would grow up knowing that this is important. You see, we tend to talk about the things that are important to us. And if the people were talking about God's commandments, God's ways, the things that God had done, the stories of the scripture and so forth, and writing them on the doorposts, on their walls, um, Speaking of them, when they lied down, when they got up, when they walked along the road, just in the normal fabric of life, then their children would grow up thinking, okay, this must be important, and would ask them questions about it. I believe that this is so important for us today. I believe that if Christianity is going to have an influence in the culture, it's only going to be if it's having first a major influence in the home. That is, if we as parents are 
careful to teach these things to our children, to pass them on to the next generation, to make it a priority, to be diligent about it so that our faith carries on to the next generation. And why would we do this? Well, because it's good for us and it's good for our kids and it puts everybody in the place where God can bless us and give us a long life and prosper us in the land to which he's called us. So the question is, can fear and love coexist? Absolutely. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And even Jesus said that we should fear God. Why? Because it leads us to keep his commandments. But wait a minute, you say, doesn't it say that perfect love casts out all fear? Absolutely. Perfect love does cast out fear because fear has to do with punishment. But we have been made perfect in love if we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we don't need to worry about punishment. Why not? Because Jesus took our punishment for our sins. Now, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the perfect love keeps us in that place where we're walking with God and we don't need to be afraid. But love and fear coexist in a beautiful harmony as we walk with the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. When the children of Israel entered the promised land, God would greatly prosper them. However, prosperity has its dangers. Tomorrow we will see Moses warning the people about the perils of prosperity. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible. 